Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Morning. Uh, most welcome. Now, the EU finance ministers, they failed to reach an agreement on Greece. Yeah, I mean, so I think we started off the week with this. We're ending it off, and I have no doubt we'll start off next week's commentary with this as well. So there was a meeting by EU finance ministers yesterday, and some expectation, I guess, that they would maybe come to some sort of agreement, some sort of compromise. Uh, and in fact, it descended into pretty much the complete opposite of that. It, pointed, it, it, it descended into almost something reminiscent of our, our own kind of parliamentary histrionics, if you want to call it that. A lot of blaming, a lot of things the pointing with regards to this, and this was notwithstanding the fact that we did have some sort of new proposal come through from the Greek finance minister that effectively, you know, proposed some sort of deficit break in the event that their spending actually ran a little bit ahead uh, of a schedule that they've put forward. And this was thrown out by the other EU finance ministers, and effectively it meant that the entire meeting basically descended into some degree of chaos uh, with no real kind of agreement uh, forthcoming. Uh, what's actually transpired subsequent to that is there has been an emergency summit that has been called for next week, early next week, uh, and, and this specifically to try and deal with Greece. Uh, unfortunately, at this point in time, it looks as though within the region there's no real consensus. The IMF has indicated its uh, distaste at the, what I guess they call uh, the impasse that they've got from both sides, both the EU finance ministers as well as the Greek politicians. Uh, but this looking as though it's coming to a head pretty soon. And even if they find some sort of re- uh, resolution uh, at the summit next week, it still means that they're going to have to be some special concessions made with regards to the immediate payments that are due both to the EU as well as to the IMF. So lots of event risk around that specific thing. And, uh, you know, if you bring that into the context of the event risk that we're facing domestically with the NERSA price determination next week, it should make for a pretty interesting week uh, next week, certainly on domestic markets as well. And then, Mohammed, uh, just looking at that uh, U.S. inflation data, now it seems to indicate a continued softness in the short term. Yeah, so we, we had U.S. CPI data out yesterday, a, a little bit of softness. I mean, it wasn't deflation last month, so now it's moved to zero. So it's effectively moved out of deflation. But still, if you look at it, I mean, a zero number not indicating that there are any massive inflationary pressures in the U.S. economy. And I guess some sort of vindication for yesterday's decision by Janet Yellen and the FOMC to keep rates on hold for now. Uh, they are, I mean, globally we're seeing most central bankers saying that this decline that you've had Inflation is quite transient. They are expecting inflation to tick higher into the end of the year. Uh, but I do think that there's still a little bit of time on the cards. And this applies even to our own central bank. I mean, a lot of talk in terms of the inflation. We discussed South Africa's inflation just yesterday. Uh, but as inflation heads higher towards the end of the year, the prospects of rising interest rates, both in the U.S. as well as domestically, will be increasing. But for now, maybe just some scope to keep rates on hold for a little bit longer and just to give these fledgling uh, recoveries that you're seeing in the U.S. and certainly an economy that's in a very difficult place domestically, giving us just a little bit more time. And then just staying in the United States, um, uh, Mohammed, uh, McDonald's in the U.S. are uh, to close more stores than they're actually opening at the moment. 
this was an interesting one. So, so two stories for me that stood out from the U.S. The first one was McDonald's, and they're related. So the first one was McDonald's, and they put out a, uh, an announcement, and it's effectively not saying how many stores that they, they will be closing, but it is the first time in its 60-year history that it will be closing more stores in its home market than it will open. Now, this is as people become a lot more health-conscious, as consumer tastes shift. And the other related story for me to this was that there's a company called Fitbit, uh, the guys that make these nice devices that actually track your physical activity, and they debuted on uh, the, the New York Stock Exchange yesterday, and on their debut, their stock surged by 52%. And the reason why I say these are related is McDonald's, one would argue, the epitome of being unfit and unhealthy, and Fitbit, uh, I guess, the new age of, of, of being a lot more health conscious. That's showing you how consumer tastes are shifting quite considerably, not just in the world's largest economy, but certainly globally. And these are the big trends that I think the listeners would probably do quite well to try and pay attention to.